You're listening to Shepherd and Sports Bite, a McPherson Media Group production. Hello and welcome to another episode of Sports Bite. I'm here uh, in the studio, your host Tyler Maher. Um, joining me uh, across the airwaves is once again Aidan Payne. Uh, Aidan, welcome to the show. Thanks, Tyler. Uh, good to be back and um, chatting sport for another week. It's uh, you know, you're coming through loud and clear, mate. From uh, I imagine your your sunny backyard, uh, something like that, mate. Uh, just indoors at the moment, just working from my um. My office desk uh, that I've got set up here at home. It's actually at the kitchen table, um, so not the not the best setup. Got a couple of books on top of my laptop, and uh, no, nah, it's good to go. Got a comfy seat, so now nah, we're cruising. <laughs> You've uh, getting getting all your form in for uh, for Payne's punt uh, in tomorrow, mate. Yeah, I certainly am. Uh, you rang me up um, just as I've started. Actually, I thought I'd jump straight into. The Group One race, which is uh, the Menzies Stakes, and um, there's, there's a lot of love for Behemoth and a couple others that are at short price. But I'm going a little bit wider. I'm thinking maybe Mystic Journey should get a good run um, from the inside barrier, and uh, Mystic Journey loves running second up. And yeah, and no, I'm thinking uh, putting my, my hard earned on the Tassie runner. I don't think it'll surprise any of our listeners that you're uh, going against the market, mate. But uh, as always, uh, <laughs> part with your clans responsibly. Uh, we'll, we'll get into the uh, the week in sport. And uh, there was big news uh, in the cricket in Shepparton ranks, mate. Um, Talamba yeah, Cricket Club has called it quits. Uh, the second club in a few years to call it quits after Dookie folded, um, you know, semi-recently. Uh, what, what was the uh, the word there, mate? Uh, just a lack of numbers? Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, first, they had a couple of rumours um, in the last season um, that there might not be enough players for the next year. And then, obviously, with COVID, um, with that stress, that um, it just didn't look like they're going to have, um, you know, as much sponsorship as they would have liked. And, you know, that financial um, instability kind of uh, rocked them a little bit as well as the player numbers. So... Yeah, it's unfortunate. As you said, it's the second club in, in a number of years. And, um, yeah, I think it just goes to show that a lot of, um, that I think cricket in general in country towns is, yeah, um, pretty, yeah, struggling at the moment. Yeah, and it, it closes the door on a lot of history, um, as well as probably one of the best nicknames going around in, in the Taipans. But, um, you know, they won an A grade flag. Uh, in the really early days of, of cricket, Shepparton and um, have really dominated the the lower grades in the last few years, uh, especially in the the best and fairest the, ranks. Um, uh, so I yeah. suppose it's it's really uh, it's it's disheartening to see it come to an end. But uh, I'm sure a few of those players and a few of the juniors will, will find other homes around the region. Yeah, no, fingers crossed. And just on um, on that with the, you know, they really have dominated the lower grades in recent years and. Um, one player at the forefront of that, Greg Watts. You know, he's once he picked off four league best and fairest um, in the past like five, six years. And um, I'm not sure if you played against Watsy uh, last year, but you know, we we had I had a run against him, and you know, he's a serious talent. And obviously, yeah, Talamba last year won both the uh, C Grade Shield and the One Day Final. So 
it's, um, it is going to be uh, a bit of a loss for the competition, no doubt. Yeah, what's he? Uh, a very, very good lower grade cricketer and uh, tore Liam Nash to shreds, uh, from what I believe, with uh, ball in hand uh, in an outright defeat for Tatura last season. But uh, we'll we'll let that one slide for a bit. But uh, mo- moving on to the uh, the footy uh, ranks, the salary cap yep. uh, uh, has been set for next year for the AFL Golden Murray region. Uh, I'll run through the numbers quickly here. The Golden Valley League will be set at one hundred twenty five thousand, which is a decrease of fifty thousand. The Murray Footy League will be set at 100,000, which is a decrease of 40,000. The Pecola District Footy Netball League will be set at 90,000, which is a 15,000 decrease. And the Kyabram District League at 75,000, which is a $10,000 decrease. Now, this has just come out this morning, uh, being Thursday, as we're recording this afternoon. So uh, what what does that sort of um, mean Aiden for the for the region. Obviously, it'll allow clubs uh, to not have to put their hand in their pocket as much uh, in in some of those leagues yeah. and, and try and keep them afloat uh, in, in a healthier way for next season. Yeah, no, that's exactly right, Tyler. It's just more so, um, you know, AFL got Murray wanting to just relieve the the, press, the pressure and the financial stress on on clubs, especially like the volunteers and having to raise that money. And I know that all four leagues were. Um, so all positive and um, welcome the the drop in um, salary cap. So you yeah, know it's uh, yeah sorry. Uh, it's been right across the board across the state too. So it uh, it yeah, was always exactly. coming. It was just the the specific numbers that uh, that have been released uh, this week. So we'll watch that and, and watch for reaction from clubs. But uh, like you said, I think it'll be all positive to try and uh, you know keep everyone as healthy as possible. Yeah, no, definitely. And uh, keeping on the, the footy track, uh, we had uh, another debut this week uh, for Adelaide, Shepparton's Jordan Butts. Uh, he looked good too uh, against Geelong and they nearly pinched it uh, before the Cats kicked away in the end. But uh, Jordy, you spoke to him this week, Aiden. Uh, he, he must have been a bit up and about. Yeah, yeah he, he certainly was. He's, uh, he's a good fellow, Geordie. Um, yeah, he was just pumped. He um, said it was an unreal experience and... Um, you know, he said he put in a lot of hard work, um, especially over the last preseason. And then um, one thing that surprised me, I, I wasn't, I mean, we heard that there was a couple of boys that went, that came back to Shepparton oh, and to the GV um, during COVID break. But um, I didn't realise that Shorty had. And yeah, he said that when he came home, he, you know, put his head down and he, um, w- yeah, worked on his fitness and couple other things and yeah no he said that that really paid off and probably helped him get his debut so no it was good to watch him run around and yeah as you said he held his own he looked pretty good yeah eight disposals at 100 percent efficiency uh, it might have been before your time but it reminded me of a little bit of his performance in the uh 2018 grand final uh when the bears knocked over kai abram he just looked poised with with every possession he had and um he looked like he had enough time uh, to decide what to do with the ball too as a debutant, uh, and that's really important to look for when you know kids are just starting out. Well, I mean he's not a kid, obviously, but um, you know young AFL players are, are first stepping on their journey. He he looked really mm. composed, and uh, I'm sure in that Adelaide side he'll uh, he'll get a good run of it. Uh, hopefully for the rest of this year and on to uh, next year and beyond. Yeah, no, that's it. And just on um, on his uh, playing days at Shepherd, and it was quite funny. We um, I'm not sure if our listeners have seen the footage of um, last week at Adelaide's training session when Geordie had to slot a goal. Um, 
if he kicked the goal, then um, he got his spot in the, in the team and made his debut. But um, yeah, unfortunately for Geordie, he missed the shot. But um, fortunately, the, Matty Nick said to him, nah, it's all right, mate. You're playing down back. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, and I said to Geordie, I was like, oh, you kicked a couple of goals in that 2018 um, grand final for the Bears. He's like, yeah, yeah, no, nah, I normally kick those. Just come off straight the boot. And I was like, yeah. So, no, nah, nah, good on him. And hopefully uh, he gets another run at it this year. And uh, another familiar face, uh, notched up a fairly big milestone. Uh, Tommy Rockley from Benalla uh, played his 200th. So that was good to see. And uh, he's obviously uh, been a really good servant for, for Port after coming across from Brisbane. And uh, always good to chat. Um, with our local journos, and there's a there was a big profile in this week uh, in the Benalla Ensign, as well as the Shep News. If you uh, haven't caught that, uh, make sure you check it out. Perfect. And I guess we'd better move into um, the next segment, which is your interview with Joe Spencer. Yes, I spoke to Josephine Spencer, the uh, GVL Operations Manager, recently um, about uh, all manner of things, and uh, we'll uh, roll into that one right now. You're listening to Sports Bite, and with me now I have Josephine Spencer, the Operations Manager of the Goulburn Valley League. Uh, Joe, welcome to the show. Good morning. Thanks for having me, Tyler. How are you? I, I'm great. Uh, I suppose we'll uh, we'll get right into it. Um, it was a, a bit of a roller coaster there for a while for the, for the GVL. We um, we obviously lost senior sport, but then we had junior sport, and then uh, with within a, a week or so, we'd uh, we'd lost it again. It, it must have been pretty tough behind the scenes to uh, to juggle all of that? It sure was, and um, Rollercoaster sums it up beautifully. So, and uh, it was definitely that, um, and very stressful behind the scenes, especially that last week um, before round two was April. So, yeah, no, it's certainly not how anyone thought it would be, but we've tried to take it in our stride and manage it as best as we can, as has everybody, so... I suppose the positive was that uh, there was um, able to be some engagement uh, for, for the junior footballers and netballers for the clubs. And, um, you know, I suppose uh, one one game is uh, certainly better than none uh, for a season, isn't it? That's correct, yeah. So all along um, from when this pandemic sort of hit, the board has worked with clubs um, in order to be able to facilitate some sort of a season. So obviously restrictions changing along the way certainly didn't help that process, but we adjusted and pivoted, which is, you know, everyone's using that word at the moment, um, where we could um, and tried to make sure that we were following restrictions and in order to facilitate some sort of season. So it was great to get juniors off the ground. Unfortunately, that was short-lived, as we know, but, you know, we know that we put our all in it and gave every chance that we possibly could to get some sort of season happening, so... I suppose pivot and uh, and agile are a couple of the buzzwords uh, this year, aren't they? And and I suppose clubs um, have to be you know uh, agile when they look at what's next, don't they? Um, I suppose that's what everyone turns to now, looking at um, how to support their their members through um, you know the back end of this year and and look towards twenty twenty one. That's correct. Yeah, so we're really switched our focus now to, as you said, supporting our clubs um, and our members. So. We're really focusing on mental health, um, well-being at the moment, and we're really just now looking at 2021 and how that may look. So, you know, started planning for some scenarios similar to this year because we just don't know what will happen over the, I think, the next coming weeks and months will sort of dictate what happens in 2021, I think. Certainly, and um, you speak about mental health uh, and, and the league's um, really focused on that um, with, with a new partnership. 
Yes, we are. So we've partnered with our major sponsors, GoTank, um, and we're presenting or we've engaged the services of the Resilience Project, um, who are very well known in sporting communities right across Australia um, and through the education sector and lots of different industries. And they're going to deliver a 75-minute online webinar for us on the 31st of August. Um, that will be, it's, we're providing it free of charge to all our clubs, um, their members, the community, etc. Um, just really focusing on mental health strategies and resilience, um, which is, I think, going to be very fundamental um, to have those steps and just some tools for people to cope over the next few months. So, yeah, it's certainly going to be uh, an important, um, you know, uh, step, next step for for all the clubs. Um, you know, everyone without footy still has um, stuff going on in their own lives with their, their jobs and um, school for some of the kids as well. So uh, it's obviously going to be really important to, to, to nurture and, and help uh, everyone through the back end of this year. Yeah, 100%. We, um, the board recognised that and you know we certainly looked at different options that we could do and we thought this was a great opportunity um, and you know, the online forum makes it easy for people. They can do it from their couch, you know. Um, they can, they're, they'll have access to the recording for 14 days afterwards um, and the Resilience Project are, are phenomenal um, in their resources and things that are available post-event as well. So we're really looking forward to it. We're very fortunate that GoTace have uh, partnered with us so that we can deliver this to our club um, and we just think it's just going to hopefully give, you know, even if we can help one person, um, I think that it's tremendous and I think it will help a lot more and just give people the tools um, that they need just to get through because, you know, as we know, this is dragged on and on and it sort of wears people down and, you know, everybody needs a bit of um, positivity and so this will be really good. So, And people will be able to find that information um, on the, the GVL uh, social media and uh, as well as uh, the, the Shep News website uh, by the time you they listen to this podcast, won't they? Yes, that's correct. So we've got an event set up on Facebook already. It's got the registration details in there. Otherwise, they can contact their member club um, and the club will have all that information as well. So we encourage everyone to take advantage of it. Sounds good, Joe. Uh, thanks very much for joining us here on Sports Bite, and uh, I'm sure we'll speak again soon. Thanks for having me, Tyler. Take care. That was Joe Spencer there from the Goulburn Valley League, and it was good to hear from her about all manner of things, especially the the roller coaster that was the the JVL Junior season. Uh, Aiden, uh, I suppose it, it it's really important now for clubs to to look to twenty twenty one and and really stick together. Yeah, no, definitely, Tyler, and just um, one of the big things I took away from that is you know there still is a lot of um, up in the air um, for next year and. We really don't know what's going to happen next week, let alone in 2021. But, um, yeah, no, it sounds like they're doing everything they can. Well, uh, there has been one constant throughout uh, the coronavirus pandemic, and, and that is that we do know that Gary Jacobson will be racing. Uh, he's uh, he's back at Townsville for a doubleheader uh, this weekend and next weekend after a doubleheader in Darwin. It'll be uh, four straight weekends of, of supercars for him, and he, he's, you know, Happy with his improvement so far. Uh, it was a little bit of a tough weekend, uh, the second one in Darwin, but uh, I think P16 in the, the final race to uh, sort of build a bit of yeah. momentum into Townsville. Yeah, no, that's it. A um, couple of, uh, I, I guess you don't want to call it a dirty weekend for Gaz, but, you know, it wasn't the, the best weekend he's had in the in the V8s. Um, you know, speeding in the pit lane and uh, just collecting, 
his opponent um, in one of the corners trying to trying to break, uh, trying to overtake under breaking. But um, yeah, no, fingers crossed he can get back um, and get in the points this weekend. And he's, uh, yeah, sorry, it was just, I was going to say, Oscar, you're going to mention. Yeah, Oscar Piastri's uh, back in the Formula 3 action uh, this weekend, I believe. But he was uh, he was in the media uh, this week, actually. He was speaking to uh, Nine's Wide World of Sports. And uh, they asked him what he'd been up to on his rare weekend off. He said he'd been, uh, you know, playing a bit of PlayStation and uh, hanging out with his girlfriend and uh, paused for a little bit and said, actually, can you can you put that the other way around uh, when you write the story? But uh uh, Oscar quickly found out that uh, you know the the media is not always your friend, and uh, it uh, it was printed verbatim, and uh, obviously we're regurgitating it here, so uh, we're also throwing him under the bus. But uh, no, I'm sure it was all in uh, in good fun, and uh, he'll uh, he may be just a, a little bit more wary at his uh, his next press conference. <laughs> yeah, no, we um, oh, we should try and get him on. Uh the podcast we'll look after him won't we he's only uh one point behind the overall championship lead so uh, i reckon uh, once he notches that uh that victory we'll we'll have to get him on but uh that yeah. uh that just about wraps up sports bite for another week thanks again aiden for joining uh the no, show no, and thanks for having me we'll uh we'll speak to you all again next week That was Shepparton Sports Bite, brought to you by McPherson Media Group.